Cuckoo, everyone. Cuckoo. Welcome to Europhile. I'm Catherine Rory. And I'm Kate Walker. Hi, Kate. How are you? Hi, Kat. <laughs> I'm good. Good. Just What's up? Recovering, I guess. <laughs> We've kind of been out in yeah. the streets. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's been really fun. Oh, my God. I'm having the best time. It's just like the taste of summer has oh like God. touched yes. our lips mm-hmm. and off we go speaking of summer oh we yeah we had a little early midsummer like a swedish midsummer party yes we did um, no one is swedish that we know um no, but we were just one. like you know who's literally adorable and who always has midsummer parties is matilda jerf mm-hmm. and i was like i feel like we could do that for like europhile like that's such a nice yes. you know they they make flower crowns and it's not in the weird like hippie way yeah it's not like a coachella the, way yeah no so we had some girls over and what did we have we had s'more broad mm-hmm. and um oh, which is like those open face sandwiches and roasted potatoes with dill basically mm-hmm. dill on everything and dill we bought a everywhere. ton of strawberries for dessert did we yeah did we, we bring those out no nope. no nope. so much wine was had absolutely forgot about dessert. all the wine was gone yeah <laughs> all of it so much alcohol was consumed yeah. it was so fun the best it was oh i love fun girls. and now we're like wow we stay tuned everyone for more europhile parties yeah, Fets, I know. I was like, wow, I didn't I know them. that we needed to do this, but it's like yes. that like filled my cup up and yes. yeah, it was so, so fun. fun. And just like, I love bringing together different people from different friend groups. So I know. Was I was worried. That so many of our friends had mm-hmm. met. I had like some coworkers that I had never hung out with came over <laughs> and they were, they were so having, great. they were so fun. And like your friends. <laughs> yeah. You know, and like putting all of these groups together is always a gamble, I feel like. Yeah, yeah. But it was so great. It was, it was perfect. It was so fun. I know. That's I it. Know that's, the, that's the highlight. Yeah. I mean, and now yeah. we're just gearing up to go on our trip in a couple of weeks. So we're going to be yeah. laying low until then. All Anyways. right. Well, do you mind if I just dive into our topic today? Please. Okay. So obviously, I had to tell Kate the topic because this is going to be a two parter. Mm-hmm. And I told you Belgium, but yes. that's a little bit of a lie because, well, it starts oh. in Belgium, but it, okay. we're going to go okay. to a lot of places. So today we're going to talk about the early life of our beloved Audrey Hepburn. Mm-hmm. And yep. then we'll do a part two of like when she hits stardom next time. But her, like if she never even became a star, her young life is enough is interesting. to be yeah. a topic in and of itself like okay. she lived a million lives basically which i know i know you know a lot about audrey too just because yeah. we adore her so much so i'm sure a lot of this will be a refresher for you but if i skip over anything like any facts that you remember or whatever okay. let me know and embellish okay. i sh- highly doubt that i will remember anything okay. but yeah i i feel we'll like there are some things that i didn't know actually and mm. um and I feel like, which is kind of surprising, because basically at every, any opportunity I had to, like, pick a topic in, mm-hmm. in high school for a project or whatever, I literally would always pick Audrey. Mm-hmm. Just because I adore her so much. Mm-hmm. Let's begin. Ready. So, I mean, last night we did. What did we watch? We, we watched, watched Roman Holiday last night. We're trying night. to get into our Italian. Yes. Mm-hmm. You know. 
dream. We'll cover up to Roman Holiday today. Oh, oh okay. And, and then okay, great. I'll stop okay. after that. Because that's like her first like major film, right? Or yeah, yeah. That, okay. Mm-hmm. Okay, so Audrey Hepburn was born Audrey Kathleen Rustin on mm. May fourth, nineteen twenty nine. So what is that? Taurus. May fourth. Mm-hmm. Taurus. She was born in Brussels, Belgium. And her nickname, or I guess probably the more French pronunciation of her name, was Adrianche. Mm-hmm. I guess it's not French, it's probably more Dutch. Adrianche. Yeah. So that's Adrianche. what her family called her. That's so cute. I know, so cute. So her mother was a part of the nobility. She was a Dutch noblewoman. Yes. And she was Baroness. Ella. You can tell. <laughs> oh, yeah, like it is in her. Yeah. You can tell Audrey came from nobility because she's so yeah. regal. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, her mother's name was Baroness Ella Van Heemstra. And her father was, I was think. a piece of shit. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So his name was Joseph Victor Anthony Rustin. And okay. I think he was British. But he was he oh, was born right. in Austria Hungary, but he was like a British subject. Yes, okay. And I think he uh-huh. was just like a rich guy. Like I don't think mm. like there he claimed to have been like um the sixteenth great grandchild of like one Mary Queen of Scots's son or some Mary Queen okay. of Scots something Very like that. But like people removed. are like because mm-hmm. it was Hepburn was like that name. But like oh, who knows? I don't okay. know if that's true or not. I, okay. I feel like that was never really proven. Mm-hmm. So obviously, she her early childhood it. because yeah, I adore Audrey. She, yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, for her sake, not for his yeah. sake. We'll believe no, it because he's horrible. Uh huh. So her early childhood was very sheltered, obviously very privileged, mm-hmm. and like they moved around a lot throughout Europe. So like very multinational background. Wow. Yes, very cool. Jealous. Like, mm-hmm. I don't, whatever. I didn't write down what her dad did, but, like, they traveled a lot. Mm-hmm. Okay, here we go. Mm-hmm. Um, in the mid-1930s, her parents started recruiting and collecting donations for the British Union of Fascists. Yep. Mm-hmm. And her parents visited Germany with prominent British fascists, including Oswald Mosley, who we mentioned. Oh, my God. Uh-huh. Yes. In yep. the Mitford episode, yep, back right? Yeah, the Mitford yeah. episode. Yes. Oh so my God. rubbing elbows with those people, probably literally, knew, like Diana and Unity. Sick. Yeah. Sick. And met Hitler at his Munich headquarters in 1939. I mean, I'm sorry, 1935. Mm-hmm. And her mother Ella returned to Germany for the Nazi Party Congress later that year. You know, praising Hitler. Mm-hmm. Yuck. And. <laughs> Obviously, Yuck. Audrey is like a six-year-old at this point, so it's yeah, like she has no idea what, the, do with what the hell yeah. is going on. And then when she is six, her dad basically abandons the family. Yeah. Trash, Don't know trash, trash. what happens, and this like profoundly affected her yeah. for the rest of her life. I think she said it was the most traumatic thing that's ever happened to her, which is yeah. crazy considering what she is about to go through as a young person. Yeah. And so this affected her so much to where it, like children needing parents and like her oh she was, my god she you're was right. so yeah. generous like humanitarian she for UNICEF, yeah, yeah. and mm-hmm. so like four children so like mm-hmm. it all probably That's stems why. from this oh my god yeah god she's such an angel I know. we'll find out 
<laughs> and however, he wants her to be educated in England. So in 1937, she's sent to live in Kent for it's like a boarding school. I always wondered how her English was so good because you know you know that she is in Europe. Yes, you know on yeah. the continent. Yes, yeah, not England. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. yeah. From a young age, she is going to yeah, boarding yeah. school okay, in that makes England. Sense. Mm-hmm. And then her parents divorce in 1938. So after Good, get away from that loser. Yeah, but like her mom is still a fascist. Oh, okay. <laughs> but we okay. there's hope for her coming. Okay, maybe a change okay. of heart. Oh God, I hope so. Yeah. After Britain declares war on Germany in September '39, mm-hmm. Ella and Audrey move back to Arnhem in the Netherlands. Okay. In the hope that, like the First World War, the Netherlands would remain neutral and mm-hmm. like spared of attack. Mm-hmm. It's like pr- probably would have been better off in England, but yeah, that yeah. was her hope. Like who who knew what was coming? Yeah, and How could you know? and yeah. while there, she attended school from until 1945. Also, she starts taking ballet lessons, which okay. was like yes. her first career choice before yeah. acting. I see it. Yep, so graceful, mm-hmm. so elegant, mm-hmm. and she becomes the star ballet pupil. Under okay. Winya Marova is her ballet teacher's name, which okay. will come up later. Okay. So obviously, she's Russian or something. I think so, but she's mm-hmm. Jewish. Oh, okay. So okay, the Nazis have now invaded the Netherlands. Okay. She's still a supporter at this point. So it's believed that she starts a romance with a German official. Her mom. Okay. We're not talking Gross. Audrey. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Okay. And. Like, she and her stepbrother, her mom has two sons from her first marriage. So Audrey and her brothers are, like, performing for German officials. Audrey's doing ballet for them. Obviously, she's mm-hmm. still a child. But, like, okay. it's basically just, like, doing what they can to I, probably, like, be in the good graces of the Germans. And yeah, while yeah. her mom is having an affair with one of them. Mm-hmm. And then, like, her ballet teacher, who she adores, is, like, literally, like, hiding from these people. Yeah. It's just, like, so terrible. And it's like, what the fuck are you doing? A couple of things are about to happen that are going to change her mother's heart. Thank God. You know, people are able of progress and of learning and of changing. So we're proud. Okay. Okay. That's all we need. Yes. Like, it's okay. You can admit you're wrong. Mm-hmm. Anyway. Oh, okay. This is something that Hepburn later said about her their time in the war. Had we known that we were going to be occupied for five years, we might have all shot ourselves. We thought we might do mm. it the next week, in six months, in a year. That is how they were able to get through. Sorry, that's very graphic and like... Yeah, no. But like, yeah. that was literally the mentality at the time. And then in 1942... Her uncle, Otto von Limburg Sturm, was executed by the Germans in retaliation for sabotage. And yeah. this was like the flip of the switch. That, for along with mom. like occupation. Yes. Mm-hmm. And her, now they go like literally complete opposite and they're yeah. like resistance work. Sure. Yeah. Now. Oh my God, good. Then Audrey's half brother Ian was deported to Berlin to work in a German labor camp because I think he was, like, caught as a, being a part of the resistance. Mm. And then her half-brother, Alex, goes basically into hiding to mm. avoid the same thing happening to him. Yeah. After this, 
Ella and Audrey relocate to another town in the Netherlands called Velp. And like at this point, they start doing whatever they can to help in the resistance. They even okay, hid love. a British paratrooper in their cellar for some time. Okay. We love these girls now. Yeah, yeah. Thank God. Her mother was approached by the Nazi artists committee and was just like, your daughter needs to join this if she wants to continue her ballet career. Mm -hmm. They refused, obviously. So, like, Mm -hmm. they were like, great. Like, this is probably the end of her career as a ballerina. Like, she was, like, on track to become a famous ballerina. Uh And then, in 1944, Audrey becomes, like, the personal assistant of this doctor who was basically, like, the leader of the resistance and who helped shelter hundreds of Jewish people throughout the war. Okay. Like, okay. in, in the doctor's words, he was like, Audrey yes. was my assistant. Oh, And okay. she would, like, deliver. Because she was a kid, they didn't really pay attention yeah, yeah. to her. So mm-hmm. she could move about freely, like, would mm-hmm. deliver messages, like, help coordinate people to move. She mm-hmm. would dance to raise money for the resistance. Mm-hmm. But obviously now we're, like, years into occupation. Food mm-hmm. is scarce. Yeah. She and her family begin to starve. And, yeah. like, their food was depleted. They started eating tulip bulbs. And then oh, once yes. those were gone, they would literally eat weeds. Like, I mean, this is common. This is basically everyone, unfortunately. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, yeah. like, this is going to affect her health for the rest of her life. Probably yeah. why she was so skinny, because mm-hmm. she was so malnourished at, yeah. like, such an important stage of life. And yeah. why people think that she ended up dying from cancer later on in life. It was like a rare form of appendix cancer that she developed, Mm -hmm. and people think that's why. Then there was a battle, and it basically destroyed everything. Mm -hmm. But, like, they didn't matter. Like, they were still happy about it because it was, like, it was the allied powers who were, like, dropping the bombs and everything. And they were still, like, happy because they were, like, they're our saviors, even though, like, literally everything was destroyed. But, like, it's so interesting to think about the mentality of that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Crazy. Oh, okay. But this is also interesting. So, like, obviously growing up in this time where she was, she was interacting with, like, German soldiers, with British soldiers, like, coming Mm -hmm. in from both sides. Mm -hmm. And one time a German soldier did save her life by shoving her under a tank as a British plane opened fire on the street. Oh, wow. Killing soldiers and civilians. So, like, her life was saved by a German. But then Mm -hmm. she was almost captured by the German Green Police and, like, dragged to Germany like her brother. So it's, like, such chaos going on. Yeah, yeah. Absolute chaos. And, like, who can you trust? Mm -hmm. Being, like... One is saving you one minute, and then, like, the next minute, they're trying to, like, kidnap you and yeah. force you to, like, cook in their yeah. kitchens. That's I mean, really what happened. I would hope individuals yeah. have conscious... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Know, of course like, they did. They were also forced to be there. Yeah, yeah. Because not all German soldiers were Nazis. Yeah. Okay. So now we're on to liberation. Mm-hmm. This is when she starts... Oh, this is kind of crazy. I mean, okay. I think you probably know this. But I don't know. She becomes very fond of cigars and cigarettes that were being <laughs> handed out by the Allied soldiers. Uh-huh. And I love her. Yes, I know. <laughs> like for the rest of her life, basically, she sm- would smoke two love or smoke. three packs a day. Wow, a day. That wow. is, and that's also probably I mean, why she was so I skinny. Guess, yeah, I guess people just like did that. Yeah, that's true. You know, but like I think that is where her addiction started. Was like from okay. a young age. 
sure. Of yeah. Allied soldiers like passing this them out. Little joy that you yes, get. Yes, totally. Yeah, it's a miracle. Like she didn't have lung cancer. Was my thought. Yeah. And I think I remember some fact. This is literally from high school. That okay. she, she was five seven, and she never mm-hmm. weighed more than a hundred pounds. Only when she was pregnant. That is really insane. Like, can, really I, can you, crazy. She looks so skinny in film. I wonder what she looked like in real life. Yeah, emaciated. Yeah. So, like, that is how skinny we're talking here. Yeah. Who knows if that fact that I, what Collar source did I find that always, from? Always popping. Yeah, popping, teeny teeny tiny. Mm-hmm. So after the war. Audrey and Ella moved to Amsterdam so she could try and resume her dance career. Mm -hmm. And, oh my God, this is crazy. I'd never knew this before. So they happened to move into an apartment, and below them, the editor was working on Anne Frank's diary, which had been discovered, Mm. obviously not published yet. Mm -hmm. And he knew of like where Audrey was from. She was from like very close to where Anne was born. They were born two weeks apart. So I think, you know, Audrey being this, like, sensitive, like, Mm -hmm. emotional, caring person, like, always felt, like, very tied to Anne Frank. And, like, I think she felt this, like, guilt, survivor's guilt. Yeah. Yeah, That, like, of what a terrible thing happened to Anne. Yeah, like, if I was Jewish, like... Yeah. Well, she she is... Audrey isn't Jewish, but, like, I think No, I'm saying... I know, like, okay, if you were Jewish... Mm-hmm. Like you could have been, you could. You're basically the same, you know. Yeah, the you're same the same age. kid, like yeah. two young girls. Yeah. With two. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. The editor let her read the diary before it was ever published, wow. and like it absolutely destroyed her. Yeah. Obviously. Have you ever read it? I actually never did. I have never. Yeah. I have not I'm brought myself in, to do it. I know, and it was never something in school that we read. I know a lot of yeah. kids read that in school. I mean, I've read like excerpts yes. from it you yeah. know mm-hmm. and I love that her dad published it for her. I know I know and I think they wanted to make it into a play or a film or something and her dad wanted Audrey to do it and, and Audrey couldn't oh. do it she she was like, like literally I know like I he she had to refuse him because she was like I can't make money off of this I cannot live like every day thinking about this doing and she was just like I, I can't do it mm-hmm. yeah <laughs> you crying that makes me sad <laughs> I know yeah. I know it's crazy I had no idea about any of that okay here so now we're getting into a little bit more of adult Audrey and her career obviously like the family fortune is gone from the war yeah yeah and like where's her dad like yeah you know yeah. like gone really nowhere yeah yeah and her mom is supporting them by working as the cook and housekeeper for a wealthy family. So, like, what wow. a change of, of yeah. life. And um, she, Audrey makes her film debut by playing a flight attendant in a Dutch educational travel <laughs> film. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and in 1948, they move to London after she accepts a ballet scholarship. Okay. And she's supporting herself wow, with her. by mm-hmm. like part-time work as a model. And mm-hmm. th- at this time she drops Rustin from her surname so now she's Audrey Hepburn. Okay. And she basically finds out like she is very talented, but because of her height and like weak constitution, she mm-hmm. cannot become a prima ballerina basically. Mm-hmm. It's just like never going to happen. So mm-hmm. she's like, "Okay, acting." Mm-hmm. Like is my next thing. 
So she appears as a chorus girl in West End. Like, I could list all these things that she's in, but, like, you know, very small film roles, whatever. Finally, she is offered a really small um, role in a film called Monte Carlo Baby um, in 1952, which was filmed Mm -hmm. on location. Okay. And yes, I know. And I want to see it. I mean, it's a very small role. I think she barely, she appears in like one scene, if I can recall. I've never seen it, but like, I would want to see it just because it's I like wonder who's in it. Baby Audrey. Um, yeah. I think it's it's English. It was shot in English and French. Oh, so, okay. Very interesting. So at the same time, French novelist Colette, obviously who like probably deserves an episode someday, she was staying at the Hotel du Paris in Monte Carlo during filming where uh-huh. she sees Audrey and uh-huh. decides to cast her in the title role of the Broadway play Gigi that she wrote. Yep. Okay. Mm-hmm. And this okay. is like kind of what does it for her. Mm-hmm. So when Gigi opens, she receives mm-hmm. immediate praise. It plays all over the world for a long time. Mm-hmm. And like mm-hmm. she travels with it. Life magazine, New York Times rave about her. She's a hit. Mm-hmm. And then she is cast in her first starring role, our beloved mm-hmm. Roman Holiday, yes. which came mm-hmm. out in 1953, obviously also wow. co-starring your Hollywood love, yep. Gregory My Peck. number one. Yes. Number one. Mm-hmm. Totally when get it. When he says no to her oh. in one, that is, hot. I was like, so oh. hot. Okay. <laughs> what does she want? Oh, she wants another drink. And he yes. says, No. No. Would you think it's such a throwaway line? He makes it delicious. I li- my heart literally <laughs> is a flutter. Yeah. God, he's so good. Maybe because no one really says no to me that much. Yes. I'm like, oh. Yeah. Oh, my God. <laughs> and no is a full sentence. It is. Yeah. Especially when Gregory Peck delivers yeah, it I know. the way he does. Like, jaw open. Yeah. <laughs> Um, the producers, (laughs) um, the producers of the show wanted Elizabeth Taylor for the role. Can you imagine? Oh my God. Which I feel like is fun. That would work. Adore her. I could see it. Yeah. Like I've seen a few things when she was young. She was like a child actor. Okay. Yeah. And And I feel like she wouldn't bring as much of like an innocence, but maybe a young, young, you know, like we need an innocent but it'd be interesting. I'm like not mad about yeah. it, you know. Like, no, me neither. I would in liked another to have universe seen that. that movie exists, and I want to watch yeah. it. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. I agree. The director obviously was so impressed by her, by Audrey's screen test that she gets it instead. Yeah. I mean, she is royalty. Yes, you know? exactly. Yeah. And like, she brought that, and he said she had everything I was looking for: charm, innocence, and talent. She was also very funny. Which is so true. Mm-hmm. Like, that's not my favorite Audrey movie, but watching it last yeah. night, I genuinely was laughing out loud at her when she is, yeah. like, hysterical in the beginning yeah. scene. She's so good. She is so, so good. I know. She really does, like, I, a good breakdown because she does it in I Breakfast know. at Tiffany's, too, and you're like, damn, she's yeah. good. I showed this movie once to a guy, and mm-hmm. I was like, you know... Don't have high hopes. I don't really think guys will think this is funny. He was genuinely laughing, and I was like, wow, I give great recommendations. Yes. And also, this, like, makes me so happy. Yes. Like, it is such a good movie. It's so, so good. So yeah. cute. I have a couple fun facts about it. Obviously, she was, she'd never, like, been the main person in a movie before. It's only had small roles. Like, she was known from Gigi. 
but mm-hmm. she wasn't like a marquee in lights name. Yeah. No, it's so interesting that like, she wasn't in the movie. Who who was it? Leslie Caron. Oh, wow. Yeah, I don't know. That would have been so good. I would have loved that. I actually do remember. That. I feel like there were reasons why. I can't remember. Probably because she wasn't in the tr- film. Yeah. I have no idea. I she can't... might have been too old by the time. Because I feel like okay. Leslie Caron was, like, really young. Okay, maybe. And, like, in Gigi, like, she's supposed to be very young. Okay. That could be why. Yeah. Did and... you ever see it? No, I've never seen it. Really? Yeah. It's so charming. Okay. Obviously, it's a musical, so it's fun. Maurice Chevalier is in it. Oh, okay. It, the girl has to be young, but the guy has to be ancient. He's probably so old. Well, no, he he's love... not her love interest. Oh, okay. No. I was like, are you kidding? I'm trying to think of who is her love interest. It's a very famous guy who's and very handsome. if I recall, it was Julie Andrews was, like, who they wanted for the Broadway. Oh, I could see that. Yeah. Obviously, she is a much better singer than Audrey. Oh, they really don't make them I know. like this yeah, anymore. Yeah, they don't. She, she mm-hmm. I mean, Audrey is a good singer. She's definitely not an amazing singer. Like yeah. she's very. She's not un- Julie. No, absolutely not. <laughs> sound of the sound of sound of the wind. Sound of music. <laughs> Jesus. Wow. Anyway, okay, back to uh-huh. Roman Holiday. Sorry, so, that was such no, a no, no. It's good. It's like okay. All of this random knowledge that we have that you, I know, you forget it's about these useless, this very whatever. important facts that we I recall <laughs> that are like semi-remembered. <laughs> yeah. Can't be sure where I yeah. like found that from. <laughs> so it was the poster was supposed to just have like Gregory Peck's name, and at the very bottom it would be like introducing Audrey Hepburn. And mm-hmm. Gregory, that dar- being the darling dear that I love, he is, I know. I know. He suggested that they elevate her to equal billing mm-hmm. because he was like, she is going to be a huge She's star. A star. Yeah. And I think he was like, and I don't want to look like a dick, you know. Yeah. Great. Yes, we love. We love, love him. We found out he's a Gemini last night, and I was like, wow, That's that just why. makes me love him more. Yeah, obsessed. <laughs> obsessed with him. And, oh my God, listen to this. So, you know, the embassy ball in the very beginning of the movie? Yes. It featured yeah, yeah. real Italian nobility who all donated oh. their salaries to charity. So, like, they were all ro- real royals. Yeah. So cute. That's really nice. And then yeah. the reporters at the end of the film were all real reporters as well, which is so I cute. Love that. And yeah. then, obviously, I remember thinking last night, I was like, why is this in black and white? Because it definitely didn't need to be. And yeah. it was uh, William Wyler, the director, chose that because he wanted the characters to get the focus and not the location of Rome. It's a still. A secondary, you know... Character, for character. sure. But yeah. I was like, wow, what an interesting take. Yeah. So, almost to the end here. Obviously, mm-hmm. this film is a box office success. Mm-hmm. Launches mm-hmm. Audrey into stardom. Yeah. And she wins <laughs> a BAFTA, a Golden Globe, and an Academy an Award yeah. for yep. her role in this movie. Yep. And that is where we're going to leave it today mm. of our dear, dear Audrey. And we'll Mm, do uh, next week. I think we'll do just like the rest of her career. I know that like she gets married a couple times, but she also like dates some Mm. fun people. Mm -hmm. Maybe some affairs are going to happen. Yep. Mm -hmm. And her children and her charity work. Okay. Lots more ahead. Fun, fun, fun. I'm excited. Thank you. you. God, I love her so much. 
I'm about to go down like an Audrey hole. I'm so glad she's like an actual good person that yes. you can, you know, yes, put so on many a of little bit of a pedestal. Aren't so many of them? I mean, a lot of people are just simply human, and you know, yes. And she is really a goddess. Yeah, I mean, I, she I won't is. say she's without fault because she isn't. Right. But you know, Man. so a lot of people that we adore aren't. Yeah. Like angels. Yes. Like Audrey. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, and we're going to talk about her relationship with Givenchy, which I almost forgot to mention. Oh, my yeah. God. Okay, fun, fun, fun. <laughs> so excited. Fun, fun, fun. Wait, what is the movie um, How to Steal a Million? Yes. Those that... looks. Whoa. And, yes. and Givenchy, I mean, the, the, the Givenchy Sabrina, era. The Sabrina yeah. dress. Oh, I make, oh, my God, I know. That's where it all began. I know. Oh, it's so fun okay. about Sabrina okay, and Givenchy. Okay, okay, okay. <laughs> oh, God, right. I'm so excited. Okay. Well, what do you um, have for me this week? Because well, I, I knew you were going to do, you know, Audrey, and obviously that's a really big topic. So I was just going to talk about a very small little mini. Okay, perfect. And we're going to talk about the Dutch culinary contribution to the world. Oh, tell Other me. Other than Gouda cheese, which is the pinnacle of Dutch cuisine through eyes of an American. I don't yes, know. Yeah. And maybe there's more things I don't know. I'm, I'm not <laughs> very well versed in it, but... I would say the next best thing would be this troop waffle. Oh my god, absolutely yes. Yes. Okay. Wow, I wouldn't know that that was Dutch. Okay, cool. Yeah, didn't know either. According to, you know, culinary history, bakers would repurpose scraps and crumbs by mm-hmm. sweetening them with syrup and then Brill. make them into like a little yeah, repurpose, reuse, recycle. Yes. Geniuses. You, you know. Baker Gerhard Kimphusen would date the first troop waffles between 1810 and 1840. And they're basically called like syrup waffles. That's like the direct oh, okay. translation. Mm-hmm. Stroop waffles were not found outside Gouda or Hauda mm-hmm. until 1870. After 1870, they appeared in, you know, different cities and. Okay. So basically why we know about them as Americans, I mean, I'm assuming people know about yeah, them yeah. or are aware of their existence, is because on domestic flights, the United Airlines serves Stroop waffles mm-hmm. that, so you can get them yeah, interesting. on flights. Never so thought, that's like, why we like know I wonder that. why that became a thing. Yeah, so they serve like, it is a breakfast snack. So you can eat it with, like, you know, your coffee or whatever. Yeah. And actually, how to, like, properly eat your Stroop right, waffle right. is put it on top of your coffee mug. So it really should be, like, the shape or the size, I guess, of your coffee mug. Like, uh-huh. a little bit bigger. So it can, like, sit on top, get a little yeah. melty. Because, you know, it's like caramel. It's kind of, like, hard. Yes. So you got to, like, soften yeah. it up. And, like, you could eat it right and out of the package. But, like, why when you could, you could yeah, like, yeah. eat it? this way where it's delicious so fucking a little good. warm yeah yeah we they say you can eat it with coffee or you can eat it with tea either mm-hmm. is traditional mm-hmm. i feel like it's better paired with coffee in my opinion same absolutely i thought this was interesting and like kind of funny now stroop waffle has been sort of marketed like a marketing evil genius has taken a stroop waffle and basically said that it's the perfect food for quick energy like <laughs> distribution. So basically it's easily digestible sugar to make great endurance exercise food. 
Oh, so like okay. if you're a long distance like biker or runner, they like literally market. There's different <laughs> shrimp waffles for like sport. I'm sorry, this is sport so fake sounding. I'm not kidding. I'm not kidding. They're lying. There's literally like but okay, whatever works for you. I will literally share it on the Instagram. <laughs> but there's like, you know, runner editions. Oh of my god, that is so funny. But it's because it's like such refined sugar that it's like the fastest source of energy that you could possibly <laughs> get. And they were saying like once they figured this out, you know, just like a marketing person was like, great, we're yeah, gonna simple. They didn't have to change a thing about the original recipe. Wow. So okay. Isn't that, yeah. Yeah. Good. Yeah. <laughs> That's so funny. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Why well, have a protein bar? Or when a you power bar. When, yeah, I couldn't agree more. Mm-hmm. It sounds yep. better to me. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's good. Wow, I want one. I think they have them at Trader Joe's. Oh, absolutely. Yep. We'll get that mm-hmm. next. Okay, cool. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, love. Thank you. That's mm-hmm. cute. Mm-hmm. Do you have a recommendation for me this week? I do. So, you know, we're like packing or planning to pack yes, for yes. Italy. And one of the things we plan to pack. Um, because we're going to be spending so much time at the beach uh-huh. is a Turkish towel. Oh my God. Yeah. And I'm sitting on one right now. I know. Yeah. <laughs> They're the best. Mm-hmm. And I mean, I love a fluffy hotel towel as much as the next person, but easily packable, chic. Yep. Well, they dry so fast too. They dry so fast. They're great. And I love like supporting artisans, obviously. So... Turkish towels. I always get mine off of Etsy. Mm-hmm. We just got some. We just got a huge like beach blanket version. Yeah. So you can fit like literal Love. eight people on there. Yes. I can't wait until we can go to the Hollywood, you know, cemetery, Forever Cemetery and go oh, see a movie on. Yes, and sit, and on, sit on them. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, oh, that's such a good but one. I, but yeah, we're definitely packing a little Turkish towel and I think everyone deserves a little bit of Turkish luxury yes oh my god Mm -hmm. um okay well this kind of my my mini topic kind of goes in with like summer deliciousness so that's i'm segueing this right now okay um absolutely i can't believe i've never recommended this before we've definitely talked about it we've definitely posted it it is the italian san bitter soda oh my god absolute we treat. really never did yeah i know we, yeah we never have which is crazy oh my god to that's me, so funny i know we've posted okay. it discovered it at our favorite um wine shop pharmacy juvon in silver uh-huh. lake it's basically i mean for anyone who hasn't tried it it's it's like a non-alcoholic campari it tastes like yes. and it has that bright red flavor I don't know. How would you describe it? It's literally just Campari. It has that those same exact Not flavors. Not Campari. Yeah. Yeah. And so it's and like, such a treat. There's only a few times where Red Lake number five is acceptable. Yep. And it's an Aperol. It's an Aperol and a Campari. Yep. And then and now this. Now. And now this. Yeah. yeah. Because it's yeah. so fun. Because sometimes... You don't drink them, like, You don't constantly. want an, yeah. an alcoholic drink. But, like, this hits... But you want a fun drink. This hits that. Yeah. And you can even yeah, dilute it a little bit because it's so with flavorful. Soda. Yeah, with yeah, just I like Pellegrino or whatever, literally whatever yeah, you yeah. have. My God, it's so good. And we have a few in the fridge right now, so I'm definitely going to have one mm-hmm. later today. But Absolutely. yeah, so that is my little summer beverage of choice these days. Brilliant. Do you want to wrap things up with our word of the day? Since you gave me different countries yeah. I could explore, I'm going to do a Flemish Dutch word. Oh. Because, you know, they speak 
different language. Yes. You know, they speak French. And, yep. And so we're going to go with leaf. Leaf. So leaf means sweet in Dutch, but in Flemish, it also means loved one to oh. refer to like a romantic partner. Oh. And it's a derivative from the word liefde. It just means like dear. Cute. So it's just, and it also can be used as an adjective to describe someone sweet, well behaved, and kind. So, so Audrey. Audrey is our leaf. Yeah, she was such a leaf. Yes. L I E F. L I E F. Love. We need to know mm-hmm. these words in every country. I like, know. they're the most important words. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, thank you so yep. much, Kate. And everyone, stay tuned for our part two of our darling leaf. Audrey. (laughs) Thank you for listening, everyone. Thank you. Ciao. Ciao.